Yeah. 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 Welcome to the Laptop Empires podcast featuring Mike Yanda and Bobby Hoyt. Sit back, relax, and learn how to make a crap load of money online. I will fire clients. Look, I'm just trying to stay married as hell. Listen, man, if they can't sell without paid traffic, they sure as hell can't sell with it. We always forget what we're talking about. Must be the one. I will earn that money back and destroy him. Dude, if your internet's going to be boo-boo this entire time, I'm going to be mad. Howdy and welcome to the Laptop Empires podcast. We're your hosts, Mike Yonda and Bobby Hoyt. And it feels a little strange today starting off the recording because we haven't recorded in a long time. We like got super far ahead on recording and now and and it, then we you know we went, we did it because we went on vacation all this kind of stuff and so now we're recording again i feel like we haven't done this in, in ages so i'm excited to be back yeah no it's been a while but it's kind of weird it's like as an entrepreneur you're always like oh i want to get ahead i want to get ahead and then when you do it's really freaking weird because then you're just like what's going on with the podcast i don't feel like i know what's happening <laughs> like i yeah, didn't even I mean, know what was coming out on monday i was like I didn't realize it was our last one. Um, yeah, because we, so. we, we get it all scheduled and you know planned out, and then you go about doing other things, and then you look down at your phone when the podcast goes live on Monday, and it's like, oh, that one, okay. Yeah. Just so it's fun, but you know, it's it's kind of like an interesting segue to today's topic because you know we're talking, we're going to be talking specifically about what I wish I'd known before I started blogging. And I say that, but what it really is, is what Bobby wishes he would have known before he started <laughs> blogging. But I, I feel like I'm going to have, you know, similar lessons from the YouTube, starting the YouTube channel and then us starting the podcast back in July of last year. And, you know, and I'm, so I'm sure there's going to be some overlap, but I think it's interesting. We're talking about this, like getting ahead because I feel like this is a big thing for me with the YouTube channel where I'm like, I need to get ahead. Like this is a le- this is like something that not that I wish I'd known before I started because people had told me this, but it's just, it's been hard to do. Like yeah. it's, I find myself every week, like rushing, <laughs> you know, to get everything done to publish instead of getting, getting ahead. And so I'm, I'm curious to see if that kind of falls on your list, but, but Bobby, when it comes to blogging, you've been doing this for, a long time now. Like what, what stands out at you? What's like one of the biggest things that stands out at you? Like first to mind about mm. like the issue you'd known before you started. Oh man, there's a lot. Uh, but I think the biggest one for me is that you can build an audience and like a personal connection with, with readers and also go after search traffic and affiliate mm. income. I feel like there's, I feel like that's a pretty big, there's a pretty big divide in the blogging world, at least in the personal finance world, where it's like, you can either go this route of, you know, I'm going to spend a lot of time talking to my audience. I'm going to spend a lot of time on, uh, you know, making my blog post very personal and making it about my life and sharing my story and all of that. And then that eventually leads to course sales because I think it just kind of naturally, like it naturally goes that way because you're building trust and then you put out a product and you can do affiliate income too with that. But there's a lot of people that go that route. And then there's a lot of people that go the, very like we're going to do everything it takes to rank in Google and get the number one position on all of these different things. And we're going to optimize the crap out of it. But then in that process, you know, a lot of the time when you have to write that kind of content or produce that kind of content on the site, it 
kind of takes out the personal touch to it. Um, and you're bringing in, you know, you're bringing in relatively cold traffic depending on kind of where they are, you know, what search term it is. It it might be colder than some other search traffic, but, but then you don't have that kind of benefit of having the, the relationship with the audience. And so what I've realized is that the email marketing bridges that gap. And I think that that's where a lot of people, myself included, don't focus for the first couple of years. Um, you can bring in super cold traffic from Pinterest or Google and, and warm them up through email marketing rather than just selling them an affiliate product and they go along the merry way and you never talk to them again. So I've realized like, I, I feel like I see the game a lot more clearly now that I've been doing it. And I realize like you can sell courses, you can also sell affiliate income. You can bring in cold traffic and warm them up with emails. You can build a relationship through email the same way that I used to do with my blog posts. I used to think like, and I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to try to rank in all, you know, for all these keywords or whatever, because I'm just going to try to write this like personal stuff that really connects with the audience. And I could have been doing that with my emails the entire time. And then, and then writing the content that was going to rank in Google or that was going to do well on Pinterest. And so I, I feel like that kind of held me back that I didn't know that. I mean, you know, this stuff, there's so much, there's so much to blogging, <laughs> like there's a lot to learn. Uh, but that was, so basically just email marketing is kind of where I'm going with that. Yeah, I think it's interesting because that's definitely a massive change that you've made in the last year, I guess over the last year and a half, like, and I've seen you kind of transition yeah. to this. And I feel like, you know, we talked about this in episode 79, where we, you know, called email marketing for bloggers, why do it and what to do. And I think we spent a lot of time talking about this concept of how you are using your content now to generate traffic, you know, for its SEO focused, you still incorporate your story and show some personality in there. I think you do found a good balance of that, but it's, it's much, it's toned down compared to where it was on the other end, your emails get more and more ridiculous and entertaining. Mm-hmm. Like, and now it's like, it's yeah. funny because like even Coral, since she started her YouTube channel, it's like you guys have inside jokes inside of your emails that people, you have to be on both lists to understand like what's going on. It's kind of (laughs) funny, but like people love that. Like it's, it's really great. And I think the other thing that's interesting too is, is I would have to go back and look, but I think if you go to the early podcast episodes of this show, I think your, your thoughts have changed even. So I think in like the early on that we have some early episodes where we, we talk about blogging and you're talking about using personality in your posts and going the SEO route or the personality route and like what you can do. And even in the episode where we had Grant come on and talk about SEO, he talked about that concept a little bit. And it's interesting because it's like email marketing has allowed you to kind of like evolve your thinking. And, yeah. and, and kind of like change your stance on that a little bit to where now you are like definitely going harder at SEO. And so I, but I, I bring all of this up just because, you know, one, go listen to episode 79. It, it's the recent, you know, the recent, recent one on email marketing. because so we dive into this a lot further, but I think it's a good example of like, as a business owner, you're, you're constantly evolving. You're constantly changing, you know, yeah. and even the, oh, yeah. like in the blog, like I think that's, a really big thing is I think for any business, like, so it's like if we, if this were what I wish I'd knew before I started business, I think it's at one, you've got to be careful not to be stuck in your ways. You need to evolve. You need to change as you learn. 
you yeah. also need to be very careful to not hop from guru to guru to guru, from tactic to tactic to tactic, you know, yeah. and get distracted. You need to be focused. And so, whereas this, so like this, for example, this is a tactical change in that you're putting in, or more of a strategy change really where you're putting more emphasis on SEO, but like you're not, you're still blogging. You're still putting out the consistent content three times per week. You know, you just have changed the style a little bit and it's resulting in massive traffic growth for you. So yeah. you just yeah, can't, don't get stuck in your ways. Yeah. I think, I think, that it kind of this transitions to my second point like this all takes a long time <laughs> like yeah. and and my you know my thinking on how all of this works as far as just you know a blog and and how you bring traffic in and what you do with that traffic and and kind of like the journey that i guess that's where i'm at now with this i'm thinking more about like what is the journey of millennial money man reader that comes in through through a facebook ad and gets into the 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 group um right. the private group on facebook or comes in through you know, some, you know, a search query, sorry. It's, you know, it's, it's like how I'm thinking more about like what that experience looks like for them and like how the site, the user um, experience and the user interface on the site, we're redoing the, the website right now. Um, and those things, I guess I just care a lot more about what the user goes through now, instead of just going like, here's the information, um, mm -hmm. here's my personality. And, and I, ho I hope the user likes it. It's more of like, how can I make this a good experience for them um, that eventually leads to more sales, more revenue. Um, over time, but it all takes a freaking long time to figure all this stuff out because I've been doing, mm -hmm. I guess I'm in my fifth year, which is funny because like most normal businesses would be like, Oh, five years. That's nothing. But in, in blogging or any online business, we've talked about this before. That's like, it's a like long. dog years. <laughs> it feels like a long time, but I, you know, I just, it's so easy to look at income reports of bloggers that are crushing it and have like, you know, very, very good months, six figure months over and over and over again. Uh, and just go like, oh man, I can do that in just a couple of years, you know, because it, it's easy to just scan through the whole thing and look at like all of their income reports. Like Pat Flynn, you could go back and like within 30 seconds, you could scroll through all of his income reports and basically look at the time that he started his business to where he is now, not doing income reports anymore. But like you could do that whole journey in like 30 seconds. <laughs> and then it's like, I think it gives people this like this false, false perception of how long it takes. And like all the journey, like how many evolutions you go through as a business owner and how many, how like your, your tactics change and how much you learn and how much you have to like invest in learning and, and all of that stuff. So it just takes a long time. And I think you have to be very patient. I, f I feel like I think in years now more than I do in like months because I used mm -hmm. to be like, did I have a good month um, or did I have a good quarter? And now I'm looking at it because I'm making some pretty serious investments back in the millennial money man. And I'm doing that for three years from now rather right. than like next month and, and, so yeah, it's just, it takes a long time. It's not, it's and not something you can do quickly and make a ton of money. And that's so hard. Like, yeah. you know, it, we, we've, we've said many times on the show, like if you are choosing a path between content creation and freelancing, like content creation is going to take years to develop and become like, you know, where you're yeah. making good money. Whereas the freelancing, you can start making money right away. And, you know, I've done so much, you know, of my business in the freelance services, the consulting, the coaching, that kind of stuff, which if you can sell and if you have the expertise and you put in the work, you can basically hustle your way to being profitable quickly, or you can use paid traffic and get there quickly. 
but that's not the way it is with the content creation. And so like, I'm feeling that big time with the YouTube channel where I'm just like, grow, grow, grow. And it's so slow, you know? And like, and so I get caught in that, like almost, it's like watching your grass grow, you know, like where it's like, okay, I got three subscribers yesterday. This is awesome. You know, like, and, um, and it's, and you get, you're into it. You're just constantly looking at those things and it's hard not to, and you want to go faster. You know, like I'm even knowing how long it's going to take, I get frustrated with how slow it is. So I think you just need to like know that ahead of time. Like if you're doing this, if you're being a content creator, whether it's on YouTube or blog, unless it's a hobby, you need to be saying, okay, like I'm going to do this for five years and I'm just going to get a little bit better every day. And we'll, we'll see where I'm at three years from now, you know, and five years from now, because that's what it's going to take like to get, you know, now obviously there's stories of people doing big things in year one. We're not saying you can't, but you know, even like what you have done, you know, what you did in your first three years was considered fast growth. Yeah. Like, and so it's just be, you got to be realistic. Like this isn't going to happen overnight. You're not just going to have this, like, we're not going to sell you the blogging dream of like, you're going to be a six figure blogger in in five months. Cause that shit ain't happening. No, (laughs) it's just not, (laughs) unless you really like have some stuff figured out, but I just don't think it's, it's possible. Well, I don't want to say that somebody, somebody's going to do it. Uh, well, just cause, just because it's been done or it's possible doesn't mean it's, you know, yeah. going to happen. Like if, the, if somebody's doing that kind of thing, they're the exception, not the rule. They're the 1%. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think, yeah, if I could go back, I would have looked at probably less income reports and maybe, you know, and also, I mean, I don't know if we've ever talked about this. I probably, if I would, if I could go back, I wouldn't do income reports again. Maybe. Hmm. Maybe they were worth it for a time, but then they slowly became not worth it anymore. So that was another interesting one. Like I think a lot of bloggers jump in and they're like, oh, I want to do income reports to prove how, how well I'm doing, but there are some serious drawbacks to doing those things. And, and I learned yeah. that, you know, I, I basically stopped doing them in November and I don't know if we want to turn this episode into like the whole reason why no, no, I did that. We'll, Probably we'll, not, but we'll do a whole, we'll do a whole episode on why you stopped doing the income reports and yeah. why we're not doing them for Ellie and what we are doing for Ellie as well. Mm-hmm. Cause we yeah, are so going to think that pretty cool. So we'll just, we'll save that for another episode. Yeah. But that's another thing. Like I, th- I think, you know, I think if I could go, if I could go back, I would probably, I would probably, yeah, I'd keep more of that stuff to myself, I think. And I, and I would just, because I, I think that it doesn't, you know, we're talking about like people having the perception of how long all this takes and all that stuff. And I think when you're showing people every month, like if you're doing really well and you just consistently keep going, like, you know, here's this and here's this and here's all of this. I think it puts like a false impression in people's head of, even if that's not the intention, I think it puts a false impression of how long this actually takes. And so I think I feel a lot better about the business now because I know like, you know, people know that, that both us and, and, you know, Millennial Money Man, the site that it does well, but I think it's, it's not, I think it's better to not be putting it out there all the time, you know, unless it's like for an interview or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I wish so I'm, I'm curious, like your, some of the stuff you've talked about so far, I, I think the SEO and email marketing combo thing that we talked about in episode 79 and you mentioned is the first thing. I think that's really good and people can actionably do that from day one. Yeah. It's more um, tactical. I kind of got yeah. into like in, into far left field. Uh, no, you, 
Yeah, yeah. But I thought that was good, like actionable day one. The stuff that you mentioned about like the the journey of the reader and everything and and how that may be different for Facebook ads or just, you know, when people hit the site, when they're returning users or Google traffic, like the journey is going to be different from all those things. But I feel like that is very, very high level. Like that's probably yeah. not necessarily something that people need to be worrying about from day one. No, like I think it, I think from day one, like it's probably more like get content out consistently, find your voice, start building your email list, like that that kind of stuff. I would think, um, yeah. but this isn't necessarily just from day one. So I think it's good information. I'm, but I'm curious, like knowing what you know now from the getting started standpoint, is there anything else that jumps out at you? Like I wish I'd known this. I wish I had done this. Yeah, like if you, totally. Yeah. Like you don't, the, the, I think the biggest one is that you don't have to be good at everything at once. You know, for, for me, unfortunately, I don't think I fell into this trap just because of the way my brain works where I just like ultra focus on one thing until I get pretty good at it. And then I kind of like mm-hmm. not really lose interest on in it, but I like, I'll put it on the back burner and then move to the next thing. But I, I went hard on like when I, when I had no brand presence at all, I went hard on social media, Twitter. And I was like, on it all the time. And I was talking to people, retweeting stuff. I remember every Friday I would do a, a follow Friday thing and I would tag like the biggest bloggers in the personal finance space. And I never missed a Friday. It was like every single time. Um, and I spent all this time on social media, just trying to build a presence because that's, you can do that on social media. Even if you don't have a ton of traffic, you can build the perception um, that you have, you have presence and that you're showing up a lot all the time. And these days I don't really get on Twitter at all, <laughs> you know? So, you know, once I, once I figured that out, then I moved to the next thing, which was probably Facebook ads. And I did that for a while until I figured out something that worked for the website and figured out a strategy for that. And then it was like, okay, cool. I've got this on autopilot. Now I'm going to go and figure out courses and sales. And I, that's probably, you know, when you and I got together and we, we've basically been able to, to figure that out, you know I mean? We've been able right. to do very well with that. And then now I'm on the next part of the evolution, which is actually search traffic. I'm, I'm like really going deep and hard into search traffic right now. And it's, it's amazing because it like, there's so much information to learn and I feel like I'm stepping into a whole new world, but it's the thing that's going to take me to the next level. But all of that goes back to when people first start, they try to do all of it at once. Like they're like, Oh, I got to do this for SEO and I got to do this for Facebook ads. And I've got to do this for my sales page. And I got to do this for my emails. And I, I missed the whole email marketing part in there. There was like, you know, a year ago I focused on email marketing, but that's, I think if you do one thing at a time and then you slowly build, it's like building blocks where you're just like placing one thing on, on the other. If you do that for like three or four years, you'll look back and be like, Holy crap. Like I'm, I'm really good at this now. And I've got a mm-hmm. lot of things figured out versus trying to do everything at once and ultimately getting no traction anywhere. And you know, that that's where I think a lot of people, and I think a lot of people that are giving advice to bloggers right now are, are focusing on way too many different things um, and don't necessarily, don't necessarily get people to focus on like, you just need to do this and not worry about these other things for now. Right. Um, or it's just way too shallow. Yeah. It doesn't go deep enough. You know, it's very surface level. Like you need to do this thing and this thing. And, um, nobody ends up mastering any of them. <laughs> you know? So then, then, you know, it's like, okay, how, how much, how helpful is the information if you're just kind of giving people like little shallow pieces. And so that's, that's the thing. If I was starting out, I would, I would pick one thing and just go really hard on it and get become prolific in that one area. And then once you do that, then you step to the next thing that you suck at. And then you, you try to become prolific in that. And then you keep doing that 
And then over time, I mean, then you'll have this incredible business that prints money overnight. You know, that, that's kind of how blogging, it really does work, you know, is, but it's not, a lot of people have problems with that because they want to make money quickly, which is where it comes back down to what we've always talked about. You need to do some kind of freelance service. You need to do something where you're trading some time for money and you're doing something for somebody, but it brings money in because once you satisfy that need to like get money in, then you can really focus on the things that are the long-term plays. Um, and that's where a lot of people, I think they're like, Oh, I need my blog to make money right now. I don't want to do the freelance services because that's not what the big people are doing. And most of the big people did the freelance services uh, and did the stuff to bring in money then like quickly so that they could focus on the long game. So I think that, you know, that was a long way of just saying focus on one thing at, one, at a time. I think though that last point, I don't think enough people realize that the big bloggers, the big YouTubers, the big podcasters, they started off designing websites, mm-hmm. being photographers, being video editors, being content writers, being digital marketers, they all did something as a freelance service to make money before their content started making money. And then they phased out of it or they did, you know, kind of like what I've done where they've, they've taken it and then they're still providing the service, but they have a team, they have other people that are delivering. Right. Right. And that's, and, and so don't, yeah, don't, think (laughs) just because somebody's not doing it now, that doesn't mean that they haven't done it in the past. And if you're paying attention, a lot of them talk about it too. Like I I see this, I've seen this a lot on YouTube where they're talking to, you know, the small tubers and they're like, you know, Hey, before this worked, I was doing, you know, I was teaching people this. I was a photographer. Like they were, everybody's doing something. And so if you are, if you're trying to make money, you want to make money now, there are so many ways to do it. Obviously we like the Facebook side hustle. That's why we create a whole entire course around it, but there's a lot of different options. And so the important thing is just like to find one. But I love this concept of like, you do one thing at a time and you just focus on one thing and you go, okay, I've got this now. Here's what I need to learn next. And I think a lot of times what you're trying to do is you're trying to fill a gap. Right. And so it might be, you know, for example, like, you know, I've seen with you, you're like, okay, cool. I've got the whole Facebook thing going. I want to learn to do, you know, I want to drive more traffic with email. I want to up my email game, which was just a function of being around like Chris, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just like, I want to learn how to do this. And so you did. And then that became for you, like that became a super strong aspect of your skill set. I think, because that was something that was already, it was like in your wheelhouse. And then you learned the dark magic and like, (laughs) you know, it really, it really took off. And then you look at the SEO stuff. So then you're like, okay, I need to get better search traffic. Now, you know, you're focusing on that. But one of the things that you said is like, you go and then you try and improve whatever you suck on. The other thing that you can think about is like, you don't have to, you don't have to like build up every single skill set you don't have. Like it's actually better if there's something that you're really not good at to outsource it. Oh, you know, and, and so I think that's really, really important. Like, if, if there's something like we, we talk about this all the time, but if there's something that like we can do or it's in our skill set, like the emails, right? Like we could have hired an email copywriter and had somebody else write the emails for us, but we enjoy writing emails and that's something that we're good at. So why not just do it? It's easy. If we can sit down and bang out an email and tell it 10 minutes, who cares? We do it instead of paying somebody thousands of dollars to do that for us. But if there's something else that we don't know how to do, you know, like this, a lot of this technical SEO stuff, like, yeah, that's not, I don't care to know that I'm not good <laughs> at it. 
So we have somebody come in and do an audit and like give us this advice and say, hey, you need to change this. You need to do that. You need to do this thing. And then we go, okay, that's cool. Here, we need to get a web developer because like I don't know what he's talking about, you know, like, right. And, and so like, that's one of those things you're learning. And, and I am to an extent, the, the search, like the basic research on like how to find topics and keywords and how to rank like that stuff. But there's all this other SEO stuff and there's all this other coding stuff and like all these different things. We could spend a year learning that stuff and building up that skill, or we can have somebody help us with it and we can go and do something else that actually makes sense for us. Like it makes zero sense for you and I to learn the coding or some of that technical stuff beyond a level of like understanding. And so I think that's something yeah. too, when you're starting out, you kind of have to do everything, right? But if you focus on one, the things that you're really good at and, and two, just like learning one thing at a time, it's the same concept as us talking about like blog and have one social media platform. Don't try to be on every social media, like focus yeah. on getting out your content, focus on learning SEO or Facebook ads or email marketing, choose one thing and focus on it one thing at a time. And then once the money starts coming in, the stuff that like maybe you don't want to do or you're not good at, let somebody else take care of that. Hire somebody that's good at it to fill that gap. You know, I think this is one of those, those things like uh, Gary Vaynerchuk talk, talks all the time about in our society, people try to improve the things they're bad at and try to like, yeah. Oh, I'm not good at such and such. I'm going to improve this. I'm going to learn how to do this. And where it, your time is better spent knowing the things you're good at and going all in on them. I fully agree with that concept. Like if you're, we even do that together as like a partnership. If there's something that like you're good at or I'm good at, we tend to, okay, that's yours. Right. Yeah. So, so like a good example of this, the blog, right? The blog is like your baby. I write, I contribute. I, you know, have conversations with you about what direction to take with it. But as far as the management, like you're already an expert in that. Right. And so like you kind of manage that. But then again, like a lot of the, the systems and some of the back end stuff and how we manage team and everything, I'd already had a year and a half plus of like doing that and figuring all those things out before we started working together. So when we started bringing people on, like I set that stuff up because if not, yeah. you would have spent two years trying to figure out all the things that I had figured out. And so that's what you have to kind of do in your business is, is figure out, okay, is this something that I need to improve or is this something that I need to just have somebody else do it in yeah. some form or fashion that, and just focus on the things that I'm good at? Yeah, no, I totally agree. I, I think, you know, one of the things that, that I've figured out recently is that like, you don't have to be a total expert in whatever thing you're trying to add to your blog. Like for, for, mm you know, our purposes right now, SEO, you know, we, we have a consultant that we brought in for laptop empires that I've been learning a crap load from. Um, mm -hmm. And the other day he had me put JavaScript onto uh, millennial money, man, that passes UTM codes to laptop empires a year ago. I would have not even probably known what any of that was, but you know, I did it and I was like, okay, cool. I did it. I understand it. I'm never doing that again. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to, I'm never have, I'm never doing that myself again, but it was good to know how to do it but you have to kind of know just enough to be sort of dangerous in an aspect. If you're going to, if it's something where you're going to hire somebody else to do it for you, like, you know, we have all these assistants and all, you know, they're, 
like May is on my team. Like she's going to be doing a lot of the SEO for Millennial Money Man. I'm learning enough to like be pretty dangerous, but I don't want to actually do the work. So she's going to do it, but I need to be able to guide her. Like I need to be able to tell her like, this is what we need to do. This is what we don't need to do. Yeah. And so I think that's an important aspect of you. Like you have to know something, but you don't have to be a total expert. Well, and we did the research. We took the courses. We had the coaching calls. We did, we, we, you know, read the blog posts and watched the YouTube videos and did the training. We went through all this material to understand the basics, right? Yeah. Enough that way when somebody's talking to you, you understand what they're doing. And even if you don't know how to do it, right? Like you at least have to have that base level of understanding. So I think, I think that's a really good point. And then we did that. We had, and we always do that. Like, and I think the best way to explain this is like, if you hire somebody, like if you hire a freelancer, I, I see this all the time with, when people come in the Facebook ads agency and they know they want to use it, but they might get frustrated with something, even if something's going well, because they didn't know enough about the platform. And so they thought that it was like this magic thing that was going to save their business. And yeah. even though I'm looking at it and I'm like, these are fantastic results because they didn't have that underlying knowledge, they didn't feel that way. Right? right. And I remember having a client last year where she was getting this like four to five X return on the all in cost of hiring me in the ad spend where it was like we were putting in, you know, we we're for every hundred dollars we were putting in, we we're making 450 bucks. Right. And so there's like this $350 profit. It was great. And we were scaling it. Like we were slowly scaling it, building it up so we could maintain that and things were going well. And then she out of the blue fired me. And I was like, what, you know, what happened? And she's like, this is not growing fast enough. I'm like, this is insane. Like, this is great, you know? And I tried to explain it to her and she didn't understand it. Well, a few months later, she was complaining about a, another Facebook person that she'd hired and how much it sucked and all of these people, you know, they're no good and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, if she had stuck with me for a couple more months at the rate we were going, she was going to turn that hundred that was turned into four fifty into a thousand that was turned into five thousand, and yeah. but she didn't have the patience. She didn't know the platform well enough because she didn't even know how to. She barely knew how to log into Facebook, you yeah. know, and let alone understand how it works. So you don't want to be that. You want to you want to understand it, especially if you're hiring somebody. You want to understand it enough to know what they're talking about and understand it enough to know what success means. But that's also to protect yourself because you also don't want like a shady freelancer that's like, oh, this is really good. And it isn't, you know? And right. so you need to know, like you said, enough to be dangerous. So I, think, I think that's really good advice. Do you have any, I feel like this is a topic that we could actually just sit here and talk about for hours. Oh, we so, could talk about all day, yeah. Yeah, so is there any, maybe like one more big thing that pops out to you? Hmm. Wish you'd known. Um, there is one. It's not necessarily for beginners, but it kind of is. But the, it, this happened last night, and so it's it's pretty fresh on my mind. So when you start when you start a blog, there's like a period of time where you get no interaction at all. Like there's no comments. Mm. There's there's nothing. And then if you put out good enough content, um, and if you put out good enough call to actions in the content, what have you? Like if you if you engagement bait people, you start getting that traction. And then over time it starts growing to where you're getting like, you know, a lot of traction. You have a lot of people emailing you. 
you know, even if it's five to 10 people per day, like to sit there and answer 10, email, 10 emails, that's kind of a lot, you know, and you have this, this feeling that you've got to answer it like right away. Like the second that those people hit your inbox, it's like, you've got to jump in and answer immediately. And I went through that period of time, probably for the first three years where like, I was like relentless. I would answer everybody's questions and I would do everything like super fast because to me it was like good customer service Um, Mm -hmm. to the point where I even had audience, like my audience was saying like, you don't need to quite do it as much as you are. But I was like obsessed with it. And I was like, you know, I I would wake up at three in the morning and answer some tweet, you know, and I I just didn't want, you know, and as the business grew and I got to the point where it was like, I was making good money. I kept that habit of like, feeling like I had to immediately respond to everybody. And that's the point where it starts to get unhealthy because like when you're spending more time doing that than you are just like enjoying the, I don't know, the fruits of the labor that you've put in for the last couple of years and you're just constantly answering questions. And I promise this is going to, I'm getting somewhere with this. You know, it gets, it's like, you get to a point where it's like kind of unhealthy. And I think like mentally it's, it's not good to be like obsessed with your phone and, and all of those things. And I totally got to that point. And I've been kind of learning over the last probably year that I need to be more protective of my time because I can be like when you're starting a business, you, you have to do whatever it takes to grow the business. And I think a lot of people don't realize that and they don't want to put the time in, but you have to be like obsessed with your business in the beginning. And then as you become more successful, you have to kind of figure out how to let go of that and like just chill a little bit more because you've set the foundation. And so like last night I had a guy message me on Instagram. I posted something on Friday and this was Easter weekend. So I posted something on Friday and it was just like a pretty standard, I think it was about free travel or whatever. And then it was like the call to action was like to learn more, check out the link in my bio. And the person asked a question and they were like, where's the link? You know, like where can I find the link for this article? And I remember looking at it on a Saturday and I was golfing on Saturday, but I was like, I'm going to unplug this weekend. Like I'm going to chill. I'm going to like, you know, spend time with my family, like do all the stuff. So I didn't get to that guy's question until Monday. And he actually had a follow-up that was like, you know, wow. Well, I guess my question wasn't important enough for you to answer. You just lost a reader or something like that. And so usually I don't do this. Like normally if I see some kind of like negative interaction or negative comment or whatever, I just totally ignore it. But I like, took the time to explain to this person it's like, look, man, like it was Easter weekend. Like, you know, I wasn't answering questions. The link is in the bio. <laughs> like I, I, I mentioned that, you know, the, so if I didn't say this, but it's like, if you just read, you just read, <laughs> yeah, you would have seen. I didn't, I didn't lose a reader. I lost somebody that comes on my post. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and doesn't read them. <laughs> the, yeah. Yeah. And then I, and then I just tried to explain like, cause this person was a blogger and I tried to explain like, you know, you don't owe anybody your time. Like it is, you know, it's not my obligation to instantly respond to you on a, on a holiday weekend when I'm trying to spend spend time with my family. And so they responded again and they were just like, wow, I wasn't expecting that response from you. I've been following you for a long time. This is very disappointing. You know, you lost a reader, good luck or whatever. And that was probably the first time where I legitimately was like, yeah. Okay, cool. Like, you know, like that's, (laughs) and and I've just realized like I've gone through that multi-year transformation of like, feeling like I always had to respond to now recognizing like, okay, spending time with my family is, is a higher priority than responding to this question that this person could answer on their own. And so I would just, you know, wherever you are in that journey, just recognize like if you're in the part where you're, you know, obsessed with your business and you're grinding constantly, and it's like every day you've got to just answer this and do this and do things, you know, like 
it's okay to be there, but eventually you need to, to not be there. So once you set up the foundation where you're, you're bringing in revenue consistently and the business is healthy, then you need to start focusing on your life again, because that was the whole reason that you built the business. Like you built the, the online business or you built the, the recurring revenue streams and all that stuff so that you could enjoy your life without having to freak out about money all the time. So you have to, that's what I'm learning. So if I could go back, I would have tried to get there a little bit sooner, like the, the time protection mode, just like a little bit sooner. Cause I kind of let it overlap and get to a, an unhealthy place probably like a year and a half ago. So, but it's so anyway. hard. It gets yeah. hard. This oh, is the yeah. hardest thing. It depends. I mean, it depends on the person, you know, I feel like, and I don't know, but like, I feel like there's people that they just like, they live the laptop lifestyle from day one, yeah. you know, and do well. And that's awesome. And maybe not, maybe I'm, my guess is that's probably not true. They probably got there, but like I have a hard yeah. time with it because I think like you and I are very obsessive about work. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. it's like if, if you had, if, you know, all things equal, if we had to choose, you know, between watching TV or, you know, going out <laughs> or working like nine times out of 10, we're going to choose work. Like, and that, you yeah. know, that's just the way we're wired, but it's, it's very hard to kind of do that pullback. But I think, you know, everything you said was spot on. I don't really have much to add to it except this. You need to kind of identify where people in your life like rank everyone, <laughs> not like, not like rank your friends from one to 10, <laughs> you know, like your favorites, but in understanding that like your family and friends are, you know, first and then yeah. your team and then your paying customers, yeah. then your audience, then everyone else. And I think what ends up happening is people put the business before the family and everything. And that becomes that. It, there's times when that happens, like, mm -hmm. you know, let's be real. But like, I think people do that too much or they put the client acquisition, the social media, the interactions with the people that aren't paying them over the people that are already paying them. You know, yeah. like I see that a lot in like the coaching industry and, the, and that kind of stuff where people spend more time on the social media and the client acquisition than the clients themselves. And those people tend to burn out and not be successful in the long term. And so it's just knowing like where all of that falls. And so answering that email, answering that Facebook message isn't more important than hanging out with your family, you know, on Easter weekend, like you, you made the right choice. And you know, there's times where I know for me, like where I'm like, I got to go do this work thing. But as I've tried this year to do more and more like better with the time management, and these sort of things, what I've kind of found is that like when I place those time restrictions and I tell myself I'm going to go ahead and not be on there today, yeah. I, you have to eliminate something. And so it makes it easier to look at all the things you're doing in your business and say, this is worth my time. This isn't. So yeah. I'm going to eliminate this because if you're like, I'm going to do all of this, you end up eliminating the time with the family right? Or the friends or whatever. But if you make that mandatory or you set time to go work out or whatever it may be, then something the business has to give. And what, what, what you end up doing is eliminating the stuff that doesn't matter, right? Yeah. It helps you put the 80-20 principle into practice. So man, that was good. That was, that was a great piece of advice for any business owner. And I would just say, I struggle with it to this day. And yeah, and I think everybody, like I'm not so perfect at it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I just, yeah. I think if you're, if you're watching this though, 
and you think that like, I'm just, that's why I'm saying it. Like, I don't want y'all to think that like we have that all figured out because the life balance thing is constant and it's never balanced. Like it's never a perfect, like I've found it. I've created the schedule. It's depending on what's going on in your life. Sometimes it's more work. Sometimes it's more family. Yeah. And the trick is that you never let it, 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 you, you want it to kind of be going back and forth, but you never let it fall too hard to one, you know, you don't put so much weight on work that the scales are stuck there. You want the scales kind of like constantly moving back and forth a little bit. And yep. I'm doing these like hand gestures that no one Nobody can, can see. see. He's doing, he's doing a literal scale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Uh, all right. Well, we could talk about this forever, but I think those are we good. Could. We could. That's why we'll wrap it. So everybody, thank you so much. Please, you know, do us a favor, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends about it, leave us a review if you want to. I haven't done this like exit thing in a while, so I don't even remember everything I, I would say, but I would say um, we still are having people ask us if we're on Spotify. We are on Spotify. So yeah. you can go catch us there now, which is really cool. So you can listen to us on your commute, on your jog, while you're cooking dinner. You should listen to us all the time. We appreciate you being here. <laughs> if you've got any requests for topics on the podcast, please let us know. Team at LaptopEmpires.com. And we will see you next Monday. You've been listening to the Laptop Empires podcast with Mike Yonda and Bobby Hoyt. For more information and the resources mentioned in this episode, go to LaptopEmpires.com forward slash podcast. We out. We out. Thank you.